everybody. Welcome to another pilot test episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton, and who's Let's Jam with me tonight? Hi, I'm Tiffany Alberton. Hey, this is Carrie Chandler, Carusetta on Twitch. And welcome back, both of you. So I had this whole idea how I was going to do part of the intro song of Tank, the whole what they say before Let's Jam, but then I forgot to look up the lyrics before I recorded this, and that didn't happen. <laughs> that was my plan. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work when you forget about the plan until you hit the record button. Yeah, that's all right. I, I didn't have a uh, funny intro for myself this time either. And this episode is brought is brought by you guys. This episode was thanks to you. Because of Patreon, you guys voted for this episode, and that's why we're bringing you our second pilot test. So as little as a dollar, you can go to our Patreon and vote and decide what we're going to cover each month. Each month, there's a poll. Right now, you can vote in the horror movie that we cover. A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Witch, Poker Dice, or Reanimator. You can vote for little dollar in our Patreon poll. You see a link in the show notes. So we are here to talk about Cowboy Bebop Pilot, the first pilot, which, again, this doesn't really lend itself to anime because I don't think animes really have pilots the same way. I mean, the manga probably right. is a pilot, but eh, we're going to talk about the first episode, Asteroid Blue, session number one, which came out in 1997 originally. Yeah. Damn. I feel old. <laughs> well, it didn't come yeah. to America. Later. It came. It was ninety eight in America. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, that's way later. <laughs> <laughs> so this was one of the early tsunami shows, if I remember correctly. Yes, this was. God, I feel like it was. Was it the first, like the first season of tsunami? I thought this was, it was the, the first big part one, of the lineup. Yeah, because it was like this outlaw star. I don't even remember I don't the other remember one. Remember outlaw star? Uh, I mean, they definitely played DBZ. Oh yeah. Because they, they had DBZ in the afternoon Tanami block, but they also would play replay it at night. If you it just, uh, I looked up the lyrics. By the way, is it's, I think it's time we blow this scene, get everybody and the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Okay, that's what I wanted to say when I started this episode, but I forgot. You, well, you could restart it and just say, okay, three, two, one, let's jam. <laughs> I don't know. If I want to either. Uh, so I mean, again, this music has always stuck with me too. Even though I don't really, I don't, I don't have any like appreciation for. I don't know who this group is otherwise in the song Tank. I just, I like this intro song. It's, it's real good. Yeah, it's the, it's a group called the Seatbelts is the okay. band, but it's, it's uh, composed by Yoko Kano, who I think does all the music for it. And uh, oh no, Yoko Kano also is in the Seatbelts. So there you go. Oh. <laughs> it's a, was this? It was a band created for this show. Oh, okay, so I'm assuming <laughs> this is <laughs> the same song in Japanese then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the music is the same in Japanese in the Japanese or the the or the English version. Okay, I didn't listen to. I just I, this is one of those shows I have to listen to in English. I grew up. That, with that. Yeah, that's interesting. I was wondering if we're going to talk about that because you know you got that subs versus dubs debate, and when I was young in you know like freshman year of college, circa like two thousand one, two thousand two, I very much was part of the like pretentious subs only you know group. And was like real, like up my own butt about it. And now I'm just like, whatever. Either way, it's easier for me to watch it dubbed. So, uh, because, you know, I don't have to read. And then, especially if I'm watching anime late at night, I'll fall asleep if it's, if it's not dubbed, yeah. just because I can't keep up with the reading when I'm tired. But with you this show, back and be like, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah. With this one, I really liked, I watched it. I was using my computer, and so I could just like right click and change the audio track and the subtitle track like on the fly. And so I would like watch a scene, and I would be like, I wonder what that was like in the Japanese. And I would flip back. And then I was also, I had the uh, subtitles, English subtitles, which were the direct translation of the Japanese going while I was watching it in English and seeing the That's differences. What we do. Yeah. <laughs> so you could see the differences between the like Japanese translation and like and what the they did. Yeah, exactly. It's an, it's interesting. Like I, that's how I watch everything with subtitles. But uh, I would laugh at this because there were a lot of things where the subtitles were different than what they were saying in English. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's the difference between translation and localization. You know, they also have to get it to be able to fit the movements of the mouth. So sometimes they have to mix it up because yeah, yeah, the word the language is so different. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was I was I was thinking about it like you know some of the colloquial stuff and then the accents is also why like i was like well wonder what accent they're going for in the japanese versus the english oh we'll i never about thought some, about it. yeah well, we could talk about some of those when we get to those scenes i'll talk about them okay i also like the way that this show just kind of the first thing you see is just space and ships flying and that's just the first intro to this show 
And also, I, I like those graphics still. Did y'all's version not have the uh, the? Oh nope, it didn't. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot the foreshadowing to say that the of uh, foreshadowing oh, yeah. of episode five. <laughs> yeah, you see the flashback before the episode starts, before you can get the intro music, which threw me off as a kid when I first watched this because I'm like, what the hell? Because that isn't like you just said, it's not intro- it's not addressed till, till later. Yeah, it's it's episode five is the episode that that's from. I'm pretty sure it looks super cool, and you're like, all right, we're gonna get some action, and then just just. <laughs> yeah. but you just get the flashback like i don't even remember is that is that just because episode five is when it kind of talks about like the more story of spike sid and everything it's his backstory with sid vicious and all that and how he he talked about it in this episode he tells what's her name the 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 woman uh katarina he tells katarina about how he got shot once and it wasn't any fun and all that and that's what he's he's talking about that flashback where he's in the church and he gets shot up and he uses the grenades and jumps out the window and it plays that uh green bird song so yeah, that's that's I what that was that. i don't know why the whole... <laughs> yeah it's so good so that's what that intro was uh, that intro was like showing little flashes of that later episode which is like what you're saying with anime they don't really uh, and really with cartoons they don't really do a pilot exactly they usually yeah. make the entire first season all at once and like he man for yeah, example. or some, sometimes they make all of the entire series all at once, depending on the show. Plus, I feel like with anime, it's much more the manga sold well, so now we're going to make an anime version yeah. of it, so we already know what we're doing. Like One thing I liked about Cowboy Bebop and stuff of this nature is that you already had a set amount of episodes planned. Like, this is 26, yes. which I, I that's enough where I don't it's get like, the that's giant all we're amount. Do. And then later we'll make a movie, but for now, it's just this. The movie was pretty old. <laughs> I have it. I don't remember it. I, yeah, I, I, don't I actually it. haven't seen the movie. I, does, I just have the DVD box set. I think it's like some. It takes place somewhere smack dab in the middle of the show. Well, I was hoping it would like continue. It definitely yeah. wasn't after the show. No, it wasn't after the show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so it's it's just like a story. Uh, I I also I still laugh at the joke when you the first when the first scenes you get of the characters is Jet and Jet's cooking. He's like, hey, we're having a special beef with bell peppers. And it isn't long before they're eating the bell peppers. They're eating it. And he's like, you know, you're supposed to have beef with these bell peppers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Money for that. Yeah. And they're they're like establishing a lot of stuff, you know, that, that Spike is always hungry. Jet's always taking care of everything. And that they never have enough money. They're always no, poor. They, they never. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never had money in this entire show. I feel like I, w- and you also yeah. when you see the bounty on TV, but this is also before you get the the bounty hunter show that you see constantly throughout. The- yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too. I love that because they go out of business and the lab they it's, get canceled. It's really the uh, it's not until the show that you real well. I don't know. They say it once in here that cowboy. They kind of imply that cowboy means bounty hunter. Yes, but the they pregnancy. don't say it in this episode. They don't call them cowboys in the first episode. Like uh, a pregnant woman, I think does. Yeah, Jet introduces himself to Katarina as a cow. He says, "I'm just a cowboy," and she's like, "You're a bounty hunter." Oh, okay. In the in the English, she says, "You're just a bounty hunter." Like so, like is it implying that cowboy is not accurate or something? But okay. Yeah, in the Japanese, he says, "I'm just a cowboy," and she says, "You're a bounty hunter." Like surprised. So, but yeah, it's later episodes where they start off of that show where they say, "All right, cowboys, here's your bounties for the day." <laughs> okay i don't remember that i haven't we stopped ourselves from watching more of the show oh yeah well i just i've seen it so many times oh, kind of like, it, blend, it blends for me but yeah i know i specifically just watched the first episode a couple of times instead <laughs> i'm gonna this is gonna get me to watch the show all, all the way again like the fourth or yeah time. same <laughs> i haven't I, I haven't watched it all the way through in like 15 20 years probably so watch the movie then too sure Ooh, there you go there we go yeah, I need to watch. The, I need to get the movie. I I have the DVDs, which I was doing some research this morning. I was like, because my box set is like super nice. I got it in college. I spent like seventy dollars on eBay back when you had to send people a cashier's check to buy things on eBay. <laughs> oh my you know, God, what? back in the back in the Elden days before there was a such thing as PayPal. And uh, <laughs> I remember I bought it, and it's like super nice, really like embossed cover, and it has all this art work in it and everything and i was looking it up this morning and they're like you know it's called the uh it's called like the real sessions i think or something like that (laughs) um and anyway if you look at it if you uh look it up they're like the actual version of this this the real one has seven discs 
the bootleg version has three. And I'm like, oh, well, my version has three. So I guess I've got oh. the bootleg version. <laughs> it just has the episodes. It doesn't have like all the behind the scenes stuff, commentary, <laughs> artwork, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that was a thing in, Earth, in that time zone, though. It too, was. That's my. Stuff. My Evangelion box set looks super professional, like something you would have bought at Suncoast, and I'm certain that it's bootleg also. <laughs> if only because all the menus are in Chinese, not even in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. So there's I that. That's what I got was a bootleg copy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's why <laughs> it was just so hard. You. It was so hard because it was like back then you could go to Suncoast and you could buy VHS with like three episodes of a show for like $50 each. <laughs> you know, and it was ridiculous. There's no way. Or you could go, you know, once the internet was more a thing, you could go and buy things online. But then, you know, you're probably not getting the legit version. I remember I bought Dragon Ball GT and it was uh, in college and it just came on like burned CDs with like <laughs> the, you know, covers you print at home. I went through <laughs> I a lot like, of this that isn't with, legit. <laughs> with burned CDs. I had a whole collection of anime on burned CDRs. Well, of course, now you've got so many ways to watch things legitimately, like with uh, Crunchyroll and all that. It's just, and so many, and you know, of course, so much like on television now with Toonami. And then if you've got like HBO Max has like all of the, almost all the Studio Ghibli stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, It's so beautiful. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And I was a little confused at this in this episode at first because they talk about how in the in the very beginning they're like oh they're at Tijuana and I'm like oh they're in America and Mexico I had to google it <laughs> I when like, I on earth I'm like no they're not on earth when I watched this in high school I thought they that when I saw it on Toonami I I thought that they were on earth yeah and then I finally kind of like realized later this like oh they're in space somewhere I and then it's like oh asteroid blues mm-hmm. they're, yeah. on an asteroid. <laughs> they're on an, an asteroid named Tijuana which again yeah. makes sense because you look at just in America, like you just look at like when people have discovered countries, they always name it after something that they know. Yeah. Because you know, that's exactly. just what people do. So it wouldn't, it's not, it makes, it makes sense. complete sense. And it's, uh, it's interesting though, if you like look into like analysis of this, like why Tijuana? And it's, it's because like a lot of this show is an homage. Well, it's several homages, right? There's like a big scene that's like shot for shot remake of Desperado. And there's a lot of it is like alluding to the uh, Sergio Leone, those um, Clint Eastwood, uh, you know, like fistful of dollars and for a few dollars more and all that. Yeah, well, those, so, are, those are good movies. And I didn't really think about those being references to what's going on here. Awesome. Yeah. And then another scene that always cracks me up and I know it cracks stuff up, which they, they introduce in this first episode. You have the three. The, one of the first scenes you get at this colony is you get the three old guys sitting at the bar talking. Yeah. So this is the first place where I like rewatched it in Japanese after watching it in, in English because their accents, man, they like they're going those voice actors in the English version, they are going for just the most cartoonish old man kind of accents. And I then in the Japanese, it's also very hokey but different, you know. It's very funny. Like and they come back because Tiff they're, looked it up. They're in there for like seven episodes. Mm-hmm. I had to Check it out. <laughs> yeah, they're recurring characters in this sh- series. They're in. I mean, uh, they just could, they just can't escape it. They just keep everywhere they go, crap goes down. <laughs> and every time, wherever they are, they're always talking about, oh, we did this and we did this, and because of the asteroid belt. <laughs> yeah, they're always building something or they worked on something. Because the other thing yeah. that confused me, like the reason I thought Tijuana was Earth, besides the fact that it's from Mexico, was that I remember Earth. As you go later on in the series, Earth is destroyed because of gate got cracked. Distro- got yeah. Something happened with like Hypergate. I don't remember that yeah. anymore. It's been a while. But God, the whole bar scene is is so good still. Like you just see the guy, you know, the two guys come at the bar, you know, the couple, and then you have them go back, you're like, hey, I need a I do you have to I will take a Bloody Mary double, but I'm all out of tomato juice. Like I like that little spy yeah, thing. The code and all that. Yeah. And this is the scene I was talking about that's a recreation of the bar scene from Desperado. Oh, okay. Where, you know, it instead of like Asimov and Katarina, you have Antonio Banderas and Sema Hayek go in, and God, then the people come to kill them. And Antonio Banderas, like she hides behind the bar and is shooting. And Antonio Banderas takes out like this gang that you know this whole gang of guys and everything. It's a good so, scene, and yeah. I thought it was kind of funny that he wants him to test the drug to make sure it's legit. So he's <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't test eye. it himself because he knows it's like, oh, this stuff will mess you up. So you try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it it does really fuck him up though too. It does, but it makes him like superhuman. Like he's like dodging bullets and stuff. 
Yeah, no. By, I, by, okay, that's what I didn't get. Like, how was he dodging the bullets, or was he taking them, or what? Well, nah, but okay. he's de- he's definitely dodging them because you see one is about to hit him in the face. So, like Superman, you know. <laughs> yeah, but this is just—I mean, that's one powerful drug. All you gotta do is spray it in your eye, and you can dodge bullets. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I figure we're we're in space future, so yeah. I'm I'm okay. But you don't really see anything quite this superhuman in the others other episodes necessarily. But you see him like later when he's coming down off of it, but he's still so his eyes are let they're still bloodshot though, so he's still got it. And Spike will hold up a table and he punches like the table and it just shatters into pieces. And my son was like in the room when I was watching that part and he goes, Do they have superpowers? And I'm like, No, kind of. The guy the the bad guy has super strength, kind of. Drugs. <laughs> yeah. I mean I figure it's kinda like Captain America. Well, like it okay, was, like a super soldier know, serum like, in a way. Yeah, kind of like it just like it buffs you up to the peak of what human potential could possibly be, which is only cool. more than that because he dodge because he definitely dodges bullets. So <laughs> it's again the guy like it shows the bullet about to hit him in the forehead and then he doesn't Ooh. get hit by it. So <laughs> and he fucks him up, which is just his oh, yeah. fist mainly, which is cool. To yeah, see. he's just like punching through people pretty much. Like they have like big gaping like wounds and stuff from him punching him. <laughs> But also, you think if you're trying to sell the drug, you wouldn't want to use very much of it because you have less to sell. Well, we, as we find out, they've got a bunch of it, as we yeah. discover at the end. Yeah. I do find that amusing how, you know, she's pregnant this whole time, but, and you don't find out to the end that it's, she's carrying all the drugs. And, yeah, and, and when that bullet hits her stomach when she's pregnant, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fake. Uh, and this is when you first see Spike because he flew down to the, to the asteroid and you have him meeting with this mystic. Which is kind of interesting. Like I, I like this kind of shows like they have contacts all over the place, which it makes was, sense. It, it is, and I like um, that's kind of a, a theme of the show. Is it's like I'm trying to think of what you call it, but it's like the futurism where it's like post-racial futurism where every like culture has just kind of been smashed together. And so, like if you look like in the street signs and and the store signs and stuff. They'll be in English, Spanish. Uh, they'll be in like other like Middle Eastern languages, different Asian languages. It's not just like English uh, signs or just Japanese signs and stuff like that. And then this guy, you know, he's supposed to be like a Native American, and he's talking about like Watanatanka, you know, uh, which is like the creator for like the the Sioux. And uh, I was curious. Well, okay, so they're doing like a very obvious Native American accent for this guy. So in English, so in Japanese, what is it? And in Japanese, it's very much the like the stereotypical like Japanese master, like old master, like old martial arts master voice, okay. you know, of like the like Hattori Hanzo kind of thing. That's cool. It's really so. It's really neat. They didn't go for like a, a but but he's still supposed to obviously be Native American in the Japanese as well. Okay, so I thought that was interesting. We see him again too, don't we? Like in a couple episodes. I think we do. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I God, I need to rewatch the rest of the show. <laughs> no, we are. Yeah, that I don't remember. I don't remember for sure. But. I finished my show first. <laughs> and this is when you see Jet goes to the bar, and I I like the scene where he just goes and grabs himself a drink because he goes to the bar. It's all shot up because they're looking for clues, and he's like, "Oh, just I guess I'll just have a drink on the house because everybody there's nobody there. Everybody's dead." Yeah. He's like El Presidente. Nice. <laughs> and then when the idiots come in, they start talking. And he's hiding behind where you see him grab the bottle, and somehow he broke it without them hearing it. But I like that he, you know, he jumps no, he around, grabs it over them one of their head. He breaks it over oh, one guy's head, and then puts it as like a knife to the throat of the other guy. Okay. Where he puts him in a headlock with his robot arm, which has big hulking muscles, even though it's a a metal arm. <laughs> I've always liked. Match his other arm. He had it built. Yeah, up. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good scene, you know, and it, yes. it, it, it's, it shows you more about Jet with a character you hadn't really seen much at this point. Mm-hmm. So it gives you kind of your first intro to him with the robotic arm and him, you know, because, I mean, you find out later he was a cop. So this kind of leads into the whole detective thing interrogation, I feel, too, even though that's not exactly how you interrogate a cop. But still, I can take you it. You never know. Hmm. But I also laugh that the next time you see Spike, he's hungry again and out of fuel. <laughs> like, again, everything yeah. about them that you were saying, like, they're always poor. They're always out of money. No yeah, well, the next time you see him is when he goes to the bathroom. No, this is right before he gets in the field and he goes to the bathroom. Oh, okay. And I, I think this is a good scene. I was also saying, you know, what is a coincidence? I hear he walks into the same bathroom where this other guy is, but I'll buy it. No problem there. And he doesn't seem to recognize him. I was always curious, like, does he know who it is? And he's, like, kind of biding his time because he doesn't think it's because he wants to get both of them at the same time or that's, is he just not recognize him 
that's how I took it. I took it that he knew exactly who he was, but he was waiting to get more information before he striked. Yeah. That's, that's how I took it I because it's too cool. The, the way, like, even when he's in there and he's washing his hands and the guy goes to, you know, pull out a gun or pull whatever the hell he's going to do. And he makes a comment about, oh, make sure just leave the water running. Like, you know, you can tell that I felt like he knows who he is and he's just waiting. Yeah. That's how I took it. And, and yes. I still like that scene. Yeah. There's a similar scene later where I'm like, is he actually, is he playing them or not kind of thing? So I feel like he can't be that dumb. Yeah, it's it's curious, it's curious because they kind of that is kind of like a, a not a, as a trope in in anime a lot of the time is to have the the protagonist who is like really good at what he does but is also kind of a dope <laughs> a lot of the time like that's Goku in Dragon Ball Z like nobody uh-huh. nobody can fight as good as Goku and he's like always good but he also is like super oblivious and kind of an idiot most of the time. <laughs> and it's like that is kind of a, a trope you see in, in anime a lot is the protagonist being that way. So I, I wasn't sure. OK, I always took it that he's smart, but yeah, you that, I did, too. Yeah, that, that's what I leaned toward. And this is also when you have him run into the woman, which, OK, I laugh my ass off at the scene still where you know, he drops. Her. She drops the all the groceries, starts picking up for her. And then she's like, oh, thank you. And she. She's waiting. She's like, wait a second. She realizes something. Give me my hot dog bag. He's got the entire hot dog in his mouth. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, here you go. Yeah, you can keep it. (laughs) And and another trope is the lovable hero who is always hungry and like eats like a pig. That's again, that's Goku again. Oh, yeah. I keep making it to Goku because I think, you know, I was watching this show and Dragon Ball Z at the same time of my life. I was watching a lot like. Those two shows in particular, I was watching religiously, where Dragon Ball Z and Cowboy Bebop. It's also, yeah, which makes sense. I didn't really do all the comparisons to Goku and, and Dragon Ball Z, but now that you're bringing them up, they do make sense and they link together well, I feel. Yeah, and you see it in other shows as well. You see it in, I mean, you see it in One Piece similarly in other shows, like where you have the, the protagonist who's just always hungry, always eating. Because <laughs> so, it's like, it is it is just kind of like a, a manga a manga and in, in a anime trope of the kind of dopey protagonist who can't stop eating. <laughs> and so at the same time that you have him, like when he does it, he also ends up stealing all her cigarettes too. He hands her back. <laughs> oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of boxes of stuff. I wasn't, I didn't know if it was cigarettes or what. I just I'm figured it was more food. <laughs> I think I thought they were cigarettes. Oh, I don't know. I guess I didn't pay that. I mean, he does smoke. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're awesome. cartons of something. They could have been cigarettes or macaroni. I, I was like, I was like macaroni and cheese and stuff, but yeah, it probably is. Oh, my brain only went to cigarettes. But maybe no, he is smoking like in the next scene you see them in. So, yeah, they could be thinking. Good. I don't know. It's just what always struck to me is that shape and that size. I mean, it's unimportant, but that's always yeah. what <laughs> is unimportant. It doesn't could be important. And I, I like it when he's talking with the pregnant woman. I like it. And I think is when he makes the comment that he knows who they are. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. your your boyfriend is small fry. Like you said about the cowboy re- reference where he says something about yeah. cowboy. Yeah. And that's interesting because I'm, I'm like this. Is, he is after Asimov, though. Yeah. He is after Asimov, but he keeps acting like, no, I'm hunting bigger fish. And so I was like, so is his like plan to like use Asimov to lure out the gang and, and catch some of these like big syndicate people instead of Asimov? Because Asimov is just a syndic is like, you know, a drug runner for the syndicate who's run off with the stash or whatever. And yeah, and this is another place also where I re-listen to it in the Japanese and they're, yeah, different, but not, not real. Uh, the translations are different. This is where I was talking about earlier with the where he says, I'm just a cowboy. And she's like, in English, she goes, you're a bounty hunter. And in the Japanese, she goes, you mean you're a bounty hunter? And <laughs> things like that. And same thing. He doesn't say small fry in the Japanese. He says, he's a nobody. I don't go after nobodies. That makes more I, sense. I like that better. Yeah, I, I do like too. It. I do. And then, and then whenever the Asimov it's chokes it. him in the English, he's like, now who's the small fry? And in <laughs> Japanese, he goes, it is you who are the nobody. Oh, that would have been so much better. I agree, yeah. (laughs) This is a show that I wish I could watch in Japanese, but because I grew up on it with the English, I I have to have the English still. Well, it through the lip movement. Probably, yeah. Yeah, the one that I I, I prefer, the Japanese, except the the, the voice actor for for Spike, which is, you know, also the Toonami guy, is just so (laughs) iconic. Like, that voice. I've been hearing that voice telling me that you know, Outlaw Star is up next. Then it's you know, like, <laughs> since I was like 15, you know, and so so that's like um, you know hearing that guy say "Cooly Cooly" 
in, in, in or fully coolie. Like what's you know. fully coolie? <laughs> yeah, I know fully. Sorry, fully oh, coolie. And academia. We're gonna go into the stars tonight. See you later, Cal. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So it's like it's. I love that. I actually prefer a lot of the Japanese voice actors on this, except for Spike. It's like I I I want that actor. I want that actor to learn fluent Japanese so they can re-record it with him in there. For me, it's whatever I watched it first. So I watched it in English first, so I have to re-watch it in English. But if I watched it in Japanese, it's like I can't switch over the voices for some reason. Totally. <laughs> they sound totally. off to me. That's that a, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's a normal thing, I think, yeah. for people, too. Like, it's all how you were introduced to something. Like, there are certain shows that if I have when I watch them, I'm fine with Japanese. I don't mind reading subtitles. I watch yeah. everything with subtitles anyway. But yeah. like Outlaw Star, this Dragon Ball, I have to have English. I, I can't have to do. have English yeah. for Inuyasha too, <laughs> because yeah. I don't like Kagome's <laughs> voice. She's just too me. Yes, in Japanese. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. But so this uh, scene with the you're a nobody, you know, talk and everything. This is also another place where I'm like, is Spike a little more cunning than we take him to be? Because he's being choked. You're like, oh man, he got the drop on him, and the only reason he survives is because Katarina calls off Asimov, but then you see the spike pickpockets him while he's being choked. And I'm like, did he let himself get in that position specifically so he could pickpocket him? Or was he just smart enough to do it as he's like passing out, basically? I say he he took advantage of it. Okay. Because he would have been killed otherwise. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like there's not enough. He's got some sweet moves. Yeah, but you're getting choked by a guy that's like Captain America. super strength who's lifting you up (laughs) off the ground by your throat. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But then we you know, I, I do like the whole that Katarina is good to an extent. Like she doesn't want to kill people and stuff. She just wants to be able to get away from Tijuana. She wants to go to Mars. Yeah. I, I like how they talk about Mars in this and that as this great place and this It's where like, rich people live. Yeah, and he isn't he from Mars? Yeah, so he's never impressed. He's like, I grew up in Mars. You don't want to go. Oh yeah, because that's where the syndicate was, right? That you yeah. find out later. Yeah. Exactly, and and, have- and uh, again, in the and this is another place where the the translation is different. You actually get more information from the English than from the Japanese. Like in the English, she talks about you know I could never have a good life here, but I could have a good life there, you know. And in the Japanese, she just goes, "I just want to go to Mars where I could have a good life." And it's like I don't know. I just say it's a little you get a little more depth in that. So I thought that was cool. No, I feel like the Japanese, just from what we we're talking about, gives it a lot. You know, adds a lot more to this than you would think. Yeah, which is cool. And then I, I did like the little scene of the, the peacefulness of them, just of the of the of the couple that just you know, almost killed Spike, just driving off in a car, talking about how they're going to go do this and where they're headed. And it's the same point. That's mainly her. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> he's her. drugged up. He's, he's, he's drugged up, and he's, he's like, <laughs> he's angry. He's angry that she like made him spare Spike's life and everything. And and she's just like, well, I just want to go to Mars. And the whole time, like, you don't pretty much predict that she's not pregnant. So the whole time you're like, she just wants to go to Mars and raise her baby. Yeah. Probably yeah. out not at this point. It's, it's, real, <laughs> it's real, like, foreboding, like, how violent and angry he is that this isn't going to work. That things aren't going to work out for them. And I did laugh at this part when Jet just finds Spike laying on the ground. He's like, oh, you taking a nap there, I see? <laughs> yeah. But then Spike, like, immediately opens his eyes and is fine. So it's like, he was. Like, he, he was finds gonna... him like that all the time. Oh, he got knocked out again. Yeah. It's it's a good little scene. And he's like, and then he pulls up the bloody eye. And they do the whole thing where he's, like, twitching it in his hand, too. Like, this thing has to be worth a lot of money. You're sitting here just twirling it in your hands. <laughs> yeah. He, they say how much, I think. He says, he says, I want, he's, I think he says, I want 30 million and Spike says, I'll give you 1.5. And he's like, that's not enough. And he's like, <laughs> and that's when he reveals who he is. Which, again, this is a, another nod. You know, Spike wearing that serape and what is the, the hat? Sombrero. I am, I am Mexican, just to get that just to start right there. But anyway, yeah, sombrero. Serape. I would have called yeah. it a poncho. So. Yeah, the poncho. Yeah, all right. The poncho and the, the sombrero. And that's, you know, Clint Eastwood's outfit from the, you know, the man without a name. Like yeah, the, it is. Oh. the dollar, the dollars trilogy. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's kind of like you get a lot of these little references throughout the series to these, which you you know, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. But and then they have that fight, and I love the fight. Oh, the, the fight is really good because it kind of like shows you that he is how skilled he is. Yeah, because yes. he's really. I'm assuming this is a 
mar- this is an actual martial art. Is Jeet Kune Do. Yeah, he does mostly Jeet Kune Do. So I'm a, I, that's my other hobby is I do martial arts. And okay. uh, so I'm super into like watching fight scenes and shows and breaking down how they do it and everything. And he does, people say it's mostly Jeet Kune Do, which is um, Bruce Lee, what Bruce Lee practiced. Okay. So Chinese, well, it's Chinese martial art developed by Bruce Lee specifically. It's, it's, I like seeing it because, like, you see him using his anger and his power against him by just dodging all his attacks and letting him break a table and just moving with it. Which I yes. I know a little bit of Jeet Kune Do because it was in one of the Tekken games somebody has it. I think yes, oh, wow. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> where I learned some of my stuff that I, yeah. my knowledge. Yeah, it's very it's very neat because he does like if you if you are a Bruce Lee fan and you watch Bruce Lee movies, like it's a lot of similar fighting only. You know, spikes is like really exaggerated, like yeah. uh, a lot of like exaggerated like jerk. But that's kind of Jeet Kundo is a lot of like storing energy and then exploding, exploding that energy into an attack kind of thing. So it's like slow, fast, slow, fast. You know, and that's what he fights. I like when the guy goes to throw a punch at him. Asimov goes to throw a punch at him, and Spike just rolls back, rolls over the table behind him, and then picks up the <laughs> table to block his next attack. <laughs> and the guy just punches and the table explodes in Spike's hands. And so it's like they're getting across that Spike is super skilled, but this guy has super strength. And so it's, uh, I loved it. You and also see the old guys. Yeah, the old guys again. Yep. It's like they can't they catch a break. The wrong place. Yeah. I planted those seeds. We planted them with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does fit old, it does. old people. Yeah, it's perfect. And, and like I said, their their accents in the English are just so hokey, but in the Japanese, it's also, and it's probably like a specific accent, because they usually do that, like in anime, they use like, a, not just in anime, but in, not just in the accent, but in the like dialect, mm-hmm. like if you're, if it's text, like in a manga or like a video game, they usually use like, um, I don't know, there's certain towns that have like their own kind of dialect and accent yeah. that they yeah. use to mean rural or farmer or whatever. It was probably that. And this it's, is when you have the syndicate comes and like shoots up the place like just terribly. And they both, they all are like how the couple just Asimov and his pregnant girlfriend, they just disappear. And then you have Spike on top of a car kicking people. Yes. And that's, a, that's another, uh, that's another Desperado reference with uh, Danny Trejo has like a similar fight scene like that in, in Desperado. God, I haven't seen that movie in so many years. And now you're making me want to rewatch it. Yeah. Desperado is awesome. Right. That's so okay. good. I haven't and seen I like the Mexican. How, I need or whatever the no. What is it called? The Desperado sequel that they made like twenty years later. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I haven't, seen, I've seen, I haven't it. seen that one yet. But I've, I've seen it, but I can't remember the name now. Yeah. Oh, then you also have this. Is, I like I like how you have Jet come in to save Spike. Those are always yes. good little scenes. Like, like this, you're late. <laughs> you know, because he's hiding behind the car. They're just shooting everything up, and at the same time that you're having this happen. You have the couple who's ran off and got into a plane they stole, and they're flying away. They're being chased by the syndicate. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think they showed earlier, they showed a bunch of ships, like, arriving through the jump gates. They, they Like, just right before, they had shown a bunch of ships, so you know that something's going down, about to go down oh, right before this happens. Whatever happens, they're not going to do it. They also have a scene of all the police, like just all these police sitting at the gates at one point. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was. Yeah. yeah, which is foreshadowing what's about to happen. I, I like how. I mean, it was kind of amusing me how quickly Spike gets back in his ship, and all of a sudden he's chasing after them all over again. Like he's <laughs> right up on them, and he destroy. He kills the two syndicate people, and then is trying. Like so my my idea was, how was he going to stop them in that ship? Like, what was he planning on doing? Like, oh, I'll just pull over here, and I'm going to arrest you. Okay. I mean, like, maybe take out the engines. I don't know. Oh, I don't know yeah. what his plan was. I mean, don't they have like a? Doesn't he have a thing where he can haul ships? Hasn't he done that with face? Oh yeah, he has that hook. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about a grappler arm. I'm like wrong anime. Or the or, well, no, it, it is like a grapple arm thing. Yeah. Not that one is not, ship. God, I don't it turns it into like a tow truck ship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, is it? It's either spikes or jets that can do that. I think it's spikes. The red one. Okay. God, it's been a while. Man, I need to watch more. Okay, <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot. I mean, we used to target engine. All my brain went to a Star Trek. Like, does he have that pinpoint accuracy? Because this gun just kind of like shoots forward. I feel. Yeah, and and so that so we get they go into space and they're flying toward the police. And at this point, I'm like, shooting up. Yeah, <laughs> and you just see him just like all <laughs> drugged out. out, just tweaking out. <laughs> Yeah, he is, like, tweaked, and, and she realizes, like, so I thought she's like, oh, he's going to get us killed, and that's why she shoots him. 
but then the police killed him anyway. So I guess she just wanted to make sure that more life maybe wouldn't be lost because maybe he would have done something different instead of just being you know, a sitting duck. Oh yeah, maybe they she he would have started shooting the police or something. I don't know. Yeah, so she decided just to end it and just killed him, put him out of his misery quickly. Yeah, but and then, then there goes the bounty, and then she just dies in the explosion. The police just shoot him all up. Or maybe yeah. she's hoping that by killing the bounty, they wouldn't. Well, and her ship doesn't. Her ship like breaks apart, but she doesn't. She then is like floating in space, and you see all the vials of the red eye go kind of floating away from her. Yeah, you know, I would rather blow up instantly like that, or get shot in the head than die in space. Yeah, yeah, probably. And I so mean, then, the compression and everything that I feel like must happen to your body must be terrible. Yeah, well, you freeze to death. Most I think is mo- what you die. You? you you die before you die freezing to death mo- before anything else, probably. But yeah, so it's crazy. But yeah, so no she's air. blown out into space. Then you have the bloody eye vials just kind of floating around her. It's really a. It's kind of. It's sad and. And it was my, my son again was watching and he goes, uh, he goes, wait, why did, who killed them? I'm like, this is the police. And he goes, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess they were wanted <laughs> dead or alive. And Spike was going to, Spike was going to try to take him alive, but the police, you know, got to him first. And he's, and he's like, I thought you said I would like this show. This seems like a really <laughs> adult show. I'm like, yeah, it's probably a little adult for you. <laughs> Yeah, you have. A, he has a point though. Like they didn't even yeah. try it. The police, like, yeah, screw it, we're just killing them. Like, not even fighting back. They're just screw. The police them. are not good guys in this. No, yeah. that's really. that's kind of a thing throughout the series. Is Spike and and Faye and all them. They're like kind of living on the. Uh, they're kind of living on like the in the gray, the like kind of the gray area between you know good and bad, between lawful and unlawful, and the the and the the law and the unlawful are both like kind of just dark. <laughs> It's very also, what came into my head when you said that was they were living on the edge of tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> right. Someone got that reference, but <laughs> it's a good scene. You yeah. are right, though. They are very much like, you know, they're kind of outcasts. They're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're not exactly on the side of the law at all. It, it makes sense. It is kind of like a very much a like Old West bounty hunter kind of thing, you know, where it's like what you're doing is technically legal, but you're still kind of like on the fringes of legality you know i mean they're killing people too yeah they do to bring the bad guy in because they're bad guys they want that money yeah (laughs) yeah well they say at the beginning like uh when they're talking about the bell peppers and beef and spike's like where's the beef and he's like i thought we made like you know three million dollars on our last bounty or three million oolongs on our last bounty and uh dollars are we assuming that's dollars i think it's more like yen yeah. Okay. Given the amount, of, given the amount of mo- amount it is, like you hear about, like if you play like uh, like Yakuza, you know this was five million yen, and you realize, okay, well five million yen, that's fifty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that makes the amounts make more sense. Yeah, because some of the stuff doesn't seem right. Like a million, one point five million wong or wulong is not that much money to them, and yeah, he's like not, he's like this is barely worth it, and. But he said, like, he's like, where'd that, where'd that money go? And Jet's like, part of it went to paying to fix up the bar you messed up. Some <laughs> of it went to, you know, repairing the this or that. Part of it I went to the medical, medical bills. bills for the police officer you injured. <laughs> it's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> and, and then in the end of this episode, you have Jet cooking again, and he says the same thing. Special beef with bell peppers. <laughs> Yeah, and then and it's, just it's looking at it. There's no damn beef in here. <laughs> so it's it's a really cool bookend, and it's like the same thing. It's like you have Spike practicing martial arts in the dark, Jet cooking. Jet comes with the beef and bell peppers, and this time he like tosses him the cigarette, and it's low low gravity, so it floats to him, and he grabs it. It's like a really cool little scene. And it always, I always kind of laugh when I see smoking in like anime and stuff like this from this era because that would have been banned later on. <laughs> oh yeah, but back then, I mean, smoking was like ex- exceedingly common in Japan, especially. You, you just ripped out my earpiece. Now I can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Due to yeah. the earlier incident, I lost my piece to have both headphones on separate jacks but thanks to a kitten dropping on my on my desk that didn't work after that <laughs> yeah i'm saying that smoking was extremely common in japan like at that time like it's just and it still is but it's less so now like it's banned in public for instance now in japan oh really but it used to be yeah you like you can't you're not supposed to anyway like smoke in the streets and stuff anymore that's interesting yeah but back then it was like super but like, they can everywhere. smoke indoors 
I think it depends on where you're at. Like, I think most places, it's like the United States now, where it's like it's like not as many places you can do it. Oh, okay. But it's like it used to be like really bad, like like the arcades, especially like you like. Uh, I I have some friends that buy arcade cabinets and stuff, and they talk about the Japanese cabinets just have like cigarette burns all over them from people putting out their cigarettes on the on the machine and stuff. Be respectful. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever smoked? That goes along with it. What, putting your cigarette out random places? Yes. That's just rude. <laughs> or putting your cigarettes, you know, taking your cigarette and put it in a Pepsi can and then leaving that Pepsi can on, on the table and then some unsuspected <laughs> who isn't smoking drinks that Pepsi can and spits it all out. Yeah. That happens Why do you just drink somebody's random Pepsi can? I thought it was my Pepsi can. Oh. It was not my Pepsi can. I found out real fast. Oh, um, yes. I'm glad I'm allergic to cigarette smoke. <laughs> it's terrible. I've bad. I've done it twice where I've drank ash. It is terrible. This is why Mike doesn't smoke. <laughs> I, I had that with uh, I had a friend that was in the military and he he had just gotten back from being deployed in Iraq and uh, and they would have to be awake for like forty fifty hours at a time and so Ooh. they all like uh, when they're in the U S they all started smoking for the nicotine but then they get over there and they can't smoke because snipers so they oh. all so they all dip <laughs> instead so he comes back from. Iraq, and he's just always, you know, chewing tobacco and spitting it and whatever. And we were, I was in my car the day after I had been hanging out with him, and I reached over and grabbed uh, the soda bottle in the uh, console, and I took a big swig of it, and it was, uh, and I pulled over and like fell out of my car, puking on the side of the road. Oh. It was the grossest one, thing I've ever tasted. One thing I have learned because I used to have a job where I sucked up garbage at night at a, at a parking lot at a mall. I have learned that a lot of people piss in bottles and put and fill bottles with cigarette butts and chewing tobacco too. I found out. Yeah, yeah, you find that out a lot when you're cleaning up shit all the time like that with a with a truck. <laughs> that's so disgusting. It was. Yeah, you wouldn't believe how many people piss in bottles. I'm like, that's not Mountain Dew. That should not be yellow. Let's suck that thing up and get it out of here. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh. So anyway, Asteroid Blues. <laughs> So we didn't really talk about the music too much. We talked about Tank at the beginning, but yeah, the that's like the big thing with this series. I think is Yoko Kano is ju- who first of all I think is really neat because it's you know she's a woman, and so that's like I think I mean for the time that this was coming out and everything, I think it's like pretty pretty cool that she was able to become such a a big name in in anime and in music and all that. And even the the final song, which is in Japanese, the real folk blues, like. Yeah, you know, that's that's also a really good like outro song. I don't know the rest. <laughs> like this is, I mean, I had tried to learn some of these songs in Japanese. Like I wouldn't know, but I would know like without all far no Kimetaki, something Daki. Like I knew that part yeah. in a while. I like, like learn them like what do you call it? Like phonetically, where you don't yeah. really know. I yeah, know I'm trying to think. Does were. she? I was trying to think. Does she? Uh, did she do the real folk blues, or is that someone else? But it 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 is a very good song. It's, it's a very catchy song. I mean, that's also something that's. You know, I feel like it's such a in the anatomy of the show and the DNA is that these songs, even though they're not in English, so like for us English speakers, we don't you know understand the words. You can still get into the rhythm. You can still get into the beat and what the Japanese words are. Like it's still you know, and you get your one English, the real folk, yeah. and then everything else is in Japanese again. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, she did uh, compose and play on uh, play on it. Okay. Yeah, uh, the lyrics are by someone else, but she she uh, she. She wrote uh, the melody and stuff. She wrote the melody. Yeah, that, she composes. I think she composes basically all the music for Cowboy Bebop, and then her band, the Seatbelts, play most of their songs. There's a few that aren't, but there's good music in Cowboy Bebop. Just like all those, the horns and the the random yeah. stuff. And the I random mean, I think I, it is so good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's music is like a central part of the show in a way that it's not in most shows, which I think is really neat, and it goes into. The names of the titles, like Asteroid Blues and stuff like that, and and all that. I never put that together. There's there's other stuff, and if you go, look into like the trivia of it and stuff, like there's like a famous South American composer who his name, you know, his first, middle, and last name is the name of the three old men that keep showing up. <laughs> That's funny. That's like that, and then people were pointing out that you know when there that guy is from Brazil, and when. Jet comes in and orders the El and says, "Ooh, El Presidente! El Presidente is a really popular Brazilian cognac and stuff like that." So I thought that was really like those are just neat. I love to look up the references to that kind of stuff and be like, "Oh, that's really neat." Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, I don't see it now, but anyway, 
Okay. Um, and then, like, you know, the next episode is Stray Dog Strut, you know, and the next one after that is like Honky Tonk Women and <laughs> Gateway, <laughs> Gateway Shuffle, Ballad of Fallen Angels. It's all music. Ballad Everything's music. Angels. And the one after that, Sympathy for the Devil, which is oh, that's... obviously, you know, that's a creepy one. Yeah, but is it weird that heavy I metal queen. All these by the title, I've seen it that yes. much. Yes, that <laughs> yeah, it's a good it show. You hear that awesome. title and you immediately go to it. But yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at my box set and like the names of the episodes, and I think they're all music references. Yeah, yeah Toys in the Attic, Attic Gateway Shop, Waltz for Venus, Jupiter Jazz, oh, Wild Jam Horses. Is what is what Ed's episode right? Jammer of Edward is I think where Edward shows up. Yeah. I love Edward. She's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that concept of the like uh where you have I mean that was kind of forward for the time of the, yeah. the I mean, I think maybe it was not in Japan. Maybe in Japan it was more uh, Japan did certain people in Japan I well from Chrono well, Trigger yeah. like with Flea, Flea being trans, I know that had something to do with the creator. They put it in there on, per, you know, I yeah. forget why. Like, oh, in Dragon Ball, like Frieza is kind of like supposed to be like a trans character because, and I and I think that's something to do with if I don't know if I'm correct on this, but like, oh, it's just a non-gender. Maybe yeah. it's non-gender. That was well, something. To do with, like, it it was on purpose. Like, yeah, it's like non. It's not conforming. Yeah, I, I get you. I mean, you see that with other stuff. I mean, you know, Final Fantasy. Oh, okay, is it Final Fantasy Four where you have the pirate character that turns that it turns out uh, is a that's woman? Five Ferris. Or is it five? That's five. five. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Go-Go and Six. Male, female, we don't know. Yeah, I yeah, mean, exactly. So I guess if it is a thing. She's probably like, what, 11? Yeah, so, and that's the thing. They assume that it that she's a boy. Um, they assume she's a boy because of the way she dresses. But a lot of 11-year-old girls, I mean, not nowadays. I dressed like that when I was 11. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm still on the music thing. I'm just looking at all the episodes. <laughs> it's like Bohemian, Ra- Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, yeah, girl! Yeah. But yeah, so like all of the episodes are either have a song like a music style reference or it is a famous song. Black Dog Serenade, which is the probably the most famous uh, Led Zeppelin song or might be uh, that is Black Dog. I'm not either. <laughs> oh, Led Zeppelin is my favorite band. So <laughs> good band. I just not. I don't know. I don't like yeah. that music that much. Yeah. Well, Black Dog is that uh, Hey, Hey, Mama. Want to shake you a thing. I know the song. I used to listen yeah. to a lot of them because oh, I okay. used to a lot of seventies rock. I just I don't know. They're they're one of the bands that haven't stuck with me as much. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty big in them. But anyway, point <laughs> is is yeah, looking at all the names of the just I'm like flipping through the episode lists and every single episode is named after is a, either either a famous song or a type of music. That is cool. I never realized that. Yeah, I mean, it's right in like, front of my face. I just never like thought cowboy funk. Uh, maybe brain scratch. I don't know what that's a reference oh. to. I don't. I don't know if the title is a reference to something or not with that one. But if somebody knows, shoot me a message on Messenger and yeah, tell us. Yeah, let us know. The only thing home. I can think is. Yeah, I was thinking like record. Maybe it's a record scratch record. reference or okay. something. But is that the one with the kid in the coma that like takes over the internet? Is no, it, none uh, of you it's know the one with, This is the one where Faye like that has joined a cult. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Same thing. That's what I said. I don't remember that one very well. Yeah, yeah, and it's apparently a habit. It's being a person in a coma, and like the wires or something got crossed. Okay, I vaguely remember this. Yeah, 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 we're watching the rest of the show. The the word on it on online is that it's a reference to Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. And I always love that. You know, there's something that's also I feel like is stuck in with media in general. The last line of this is always "See you, Space Cowboy." Yes, I always love that. Do they do that at the very end episode? They don't do that though. I don't think so. The very last episode's all also the only one that doesn't have tank at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it just it it's uh it has it only has four songs in it. It's it's a it's not as a music heavy one. No. And it doesn't have the theme song. Yeah. It's super depressing. Yeah. Yeah. They kill everybody. Yeah. Did you say spoilers? <laughs> uh, this show oh, came out yeah, in nineteen ninety seven. I'm I just I have a rule. If something's over twenty years old. They're a fair game. <laughs> and, yeah, I just don't. I mean, even then, even like, yes, yeah, sure, we say certain things. It doesn't, the journey is still there. Yeah. You know, and this is a show that really is a journey. Like, it doesn't matter. How the intro, like, you see right before you see the first episode, that whole flashback doesn't that look very good for people involved. <laughs> but that makes you see that smart because it just makes you want to watch to figure out what happened. Yeah. 
to me, I'd be like, okay, this looks good. And then see, the first episode is not my favorite episode. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I was the speaking of the references just i was reading through like more episodes and looking at the other references and it's it's really neat but i was like looking at like um the the final shootout in the last episode is you know like a recreation of the final shootout from taxi driver oh you interesting. Know? and that's uh, that is like a movie man i don't know if y'all or if y'all are fans i love that movie i've it's seen it so once good. and i don't remember it i probably same but i know what you're talking about <laughs> all i remember is you talking to me is that that movie right are you talking yeah to that me? is the that is where the are you talking to me scene comes from but it's basically in that movie you have the you know rob de niro's character is slow is like going insane or he is insane you know he's gonna like shoot a politician and he falls in love with a teenage prostitute jodie foster <laughs> and she's been like she's being like uh, held and like drugged up and everything by these by this gang and so instead of going and killing the politician he was going to go kill he goes and takes on the whole gang and like this bloody shootout where it's at least implied that he dies at the end and it's like but it's like taking place like you know going up and down the stairwell of a building which is what happens in the end of that one and stuff so it's it's really neat like i just like the the this show is so so much depth to this show you know that would be pop i mean and then i do have a couple questions i want to ask us uh, do we want more, and are you compelled to watch more of the series? I mean, it's kind of a trick question because all of us have watched the entire series more than once. But I'm gonna rewatch it now. That's for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. probably. Like, that's, <laughs> sorry. That's, that's one of the things about the show is that it. I mean, because I mean, one thing about pilot tests that we like to do is like you know see if if an episode grabs you enough to make you want to watch more. And I think this really does, even though this isn't really you know Japanese anime is different than that. But well, yeah. I'm compelled but, to watch yeah, more. I've watched this an is... episode of an anime and been like, I don't think so. Yeah, I just I feel like an anime isn't like they don't throw them the one episode. Okay, do you want to buy more? And it's more of just this is what we're doing. Okay, here you go. Here's okay, your budget. Here you go. Yeah, but I think you know, it's an important part of a pilot is setting up setting up kind of the the themes and the feel of the show. And this episode, even if it wasn't a pilot, the way we have in America with you know pilot episodes as like a test, it does do that. Right, it sets up. This is Jet's character, right? Jet is the fatherly figure. He cooks. He's always having to get on to Spike and get him back on target. Spike is super competent, amazing fighter, but always hungry and always kind of goofing off and (laughs) joking around, right? And and those are really the only two characters we've gotten so far, but we've also gotten the world, right? That we're living in the future in space, but everything's dirty and grimy still. And it's it's still very... I mean, you wouldn't know it's the future. Shows do that. Yeah. They have to more so set up the world that they are in in the first episode. Yeah. To like either draw you back or for you to be like, nope, that's not my cup of tea. I'm not. (laughs) You know, but we didn't talk about it, but what this show really makes me think of is Firefly. Okay. You know, Firefly, you've got the, the crew that's always kind of like on the edge of the law. Not always legal, but not bad guys. Always poor, always searching for that <laughs> next score that's going to make them enough money to actually have a better life. I mean, it really, you got the charismatic male lead who's like really good at what he does, but he also is constantly having, you know, things go wrong for him and stuff. And it really fits. And it's also got that we're in the future, we have futuristic stuff, but think we're still kind of close to the present in a lot of ways. And it also has that blending of uh, cultures where people are mostly speaking English, but then they just like will randomly say Chinese slang or curse words and stuff in 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 that, and that's kind of a similar you know thing going on here. So okay. I think it's I think it's got a lot of similarities to Firefly. I didn't really or thought about Firefly that, but I have similarities to it because they're kind I of about Firefly. they're taking place at the same. I mean, these shows are. I mean, Firefly was like ninety eight, ninety nine. This is ninety seven, ninety eight. So it is around the same time. So they're probably not influenced influencing each other as so much as they're influenced by some of the same things. Well, Cowboy Bebop was based on a manga. Maybe somebody got hold of manga and was oh, like, yeah, "Let's turn this that. into a show." <laughs> yeah, there's that. Well, you know, Joss Whedon, which I know, you know, he read a book called uh uh, killer angels that i actually used to have like i used to use in my history class as like an optional reading for my students but it's uh, if you've ever seen the the like mini series with patrick swayze from the 90s uh gettysburg about the battle of gettysburg it's based off of that book and it's about that book 
Killer Angels is about, you know, the Battle of Gettysburg, and it's like fictionalized, but based on the real history. But it's like, I wonder what it might have been like. And it's them, like, the different people on both sides and what's going on with them during this, like, three days. And Joss Whedon supposedly read that and was like, I wonder what happens to them after that if we, but like, space. And so Cowboy Bebop like is like, <laughs> oh, no. So then, yeah. So Firefly then is, you know, the, the crew of that, they're supposed to be like people, like basically former Confederates, but okay. like just regular soldiers who are now, you know, they lost this big battle. The war is over, their side lost. And now they're just kind of like getting by. It's kind of going for that kind of thing. And that's, yeah. So, and then Cowboy Bebop is, you know, obviously different, but. Still, the the you know they both like draw on the Wild West a lot for a lot of their theme at, for a lot of their themes. And again, it's that we're in the future, we have technology, but everything's dirty and grimy, and we still have you know like regular guns and stuff too. Huh. So. Regular guns, <laughs> that part. Of it. Well, you know, yeah, I never sh- put that together. Yeah, they're not shooting guns. lasers and stuff. You know, they're still <laughs> shooting bullets. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I never it, put even that together. Space. They're supposed to be in the future, and they still have regular. Guns. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never did either. Well, and, and before and, we, and also, it's all taking place in our solar system. And the same thing with Firefly, because mm-hmm. it's not far enough. In, in 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 Firefly, it's like really all taking place in like the asteroid belt, pretty much. Because I I think, but in this, they have jump gates, so they can yeah. jump around. But they're still they're always in our solar system. They're not. So it's not far enough in the future that they could travel like outside of our solar system even. Like in Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. And last thing before we go to Shelf Stacker Box, I want to talk about real quick, very quickly, is there's a live action show coming now. (laughs) I was hoping you're going to see that. Yeah. So we only, I mean, it isn't out yet. We even, we didn't even get a trailer. We just saw still images of their costumes and it got me excited. I mean, like the characters look spot on so far. Yeah. They do, and you know that. Like, I'm excited for it, and I think it could be good. We've had a really bad track record with turning anime <laughs> yep. into live action so well, far. We started with Death Note here. I can't even. Yeah. Or oh God, no. The Alchemist. God, <laughs> why is my brain Full funny? Metal Alchemist? Yeah, the Full Metal Alchemist live action is so bad. I is, liked it. You liked it? Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> You can like it. That's fine. Okay, I didn't it like it. It was better than Death Note. Well, yes, it was better than Death Note. That's true. That's not saying much. And no, I, I it's will not. say. At least they, okay, so they had the characters, they had mm-hmm. the world, they had. Uh, there's certain key points that I look for, and it had all of that. That's I'm not true, saying it was yeah. perfect. Well, no. But Death Note didn't have anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the Rurouni Kitchen. Don't get me started on Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> That's just a garbage movie. I mean, that had certain keynotes too, but that was horrible. (laughs) Yeah, that was different. Uh, The the Kenshin live action is pretty cool, if you've seen that. I have not. We have to find that. Where is it? (laughs) It's on Netflix. I think think there's three of them. I watched the first one recently, and I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I was just really watching it for, like, the the action. (laughs) But I thought it did a really... and, And it was silly, but... You know, it's based off of a silly show. Kenshin's you know, silly. Kenshin's good though. Kenshin's really good though. I, I like Kenshin. That was another one that I watched in college on bootleg. Like I didn't bootleg. I'm not like pirate. Like downloading through the schools, ne- the school network because I finally am not on 56k for the first time ever. <laughs> but no, the live action Cowboy Bebop looks cool to me. I one thing that I think is like a really good sign is the guy they had cast as Jet. He broke his arm during filming. Oh. Like early, really early in it, when it was early enough, they could have just recast him and kept going. And okay. instead, they're like, no, we're just going to wait till he heals and we'll start back up again. And That's to me, that was like, that means that this guy is, they picked him like with a lot of purpose. Yeah. Is he a just, martial artist too? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. I can't remember now, but I think he is. I'm, I'm excited for it. Me too. My I, I my friends and I were talking about it, and one of my, one of my friends was like, oh, "I hate the person they picked for Faye. She's not sexy enough." I'm like, "Okay." That's just because she's covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's 2021, and it, it, the show would have to have like a rated R rating if they had Faye. Yeah, dressed besides, Faye's very show. unrealistic in her body standards. Oh yeah, that's, there's <laughs> a, I couldn't find it, but the the actress that came out and said, "Well, they tried to find 
someone that was they tried to make me six foot tall and go back in time and change my genetics but that was too expensive and we tried filming <laughs> with a little rubber costume on but it just kept falling off and you just can't do shots something like that she had a, <laughs> she she had a nice that's, comeback to all, that's all that yeah and that's stupid she's beautiful it's <laughs> what yeah. are y'all doing yeah, i just told my friend said that and i was like okay come on now I'm hoping they, like, reference the old costume or something. Like, they pick it up or something. Like, you're not wearing this. Put this on. <laughs> they, I mean, I'm, I'm fine doing that either comics. way. Like, I, I'm just, I, I think this, you know, anime, especially 90s anime, has a lot of cheesecake stuff in it. It, it did in this one. They did the shot where the camera is just staring at uh, Katarina's tits. And the old men are like, woo, you know, <laughs> and it's like, come on, you don't have to do that. Like if you make a live action version, you can just make Faye cool. <laughs> she can still be the femme fatale character and not like be as like, long ex- she's got the attitude. I'm okay. Exactly. If she has she's the attitude, all that's all, all you need. <laughs> exactly. Now, is this an American one or a Japanese one? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I think it's Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a good. That'll be a good indication of whether it's going to be good or not. Probably. Yeah. yeah. If it's in, see, I'm very sad if it's American because it'll probably suck. Then, except the pictures look good. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It looks really good. I don't know. The. I mean, uh, the Kenshin live action is definitely Japanese, and it's yeah. amazing. Like that, the action in it is just so well done. I'm I'm excited for it to come out, and I'll definitely yeah. be watching it. That yeah. Week. Maybe so I'll do that. Is it, it going to be a Netflix series? Yeah. Oh, awesome. A short one. It's not a movie. It's going to be. A I keep. Yeah, that's fine. I keep I keep almost canceling my Netflix. I'm like, I never watch Netflix. And then oh. something like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, never mind. That's why I have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm trying to find out. 2021, it says, but I can't oh, find out. Oh, it's Japanese. Cool. Those little kanji letters are an indication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't find 10 episodes, it looks like. I can't find out when it's coming out. It just says 2021. So we'll see. Cool. 2021 is almost over. So Yeah, okay. that'll be great. Yeah. Uh, November 19th. Oh, so at the time wonderful. you're hearing this, you have less than two months. So, so, so like, oh, the same week as the Wheel of Time live action, live action that's coming out. So that'll be perfect. Oh, what? Oh, how do you? Oh, you're hurting me, Wiffin. Really? Yes. You haven't seen Beetlejuice? I think I'm even. You haven't seen some of the most iconic movies out there, so I think we're fucking. I I don't care. So so it's okay if she hasn't read uh, fourteen thousand pages of series. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I think we should go to Shelf Stacker Box. (laughs) No, I'm not done. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll go. I'll go first. I when it comes to the pilot, because that's what I'm. This is what does a grade on the pilot. I'm going to put it on the shelf. I still enjoy it. It gets me excited to watch more. It's still a good episode. I was entertained and I can't. And if I didn't know what was going on, I'd be excited to watch more of the show. You know, the whole show and I'm going to rewatch it anyway, but <laughs> it's really good. So it's going on the shelf and I'm always recommending Cowboy Bebop to people. What about you, Tiff? <laughs> Do you forget my name for yes. a second? Okay, just me. Yes, shelf, because it's on the shelf. That's where we got it from. It will stay, stay there. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it before my husband. I enjoy watching it now. It's a good show. I thought you were going to say after my husband, too. Wait, <laughs> after my, I will watch it after my husband, too. You know, right. He's got that good life insurance policy. Something might accidentally happen. All right. And what about you, Carrie? Oh, yeah, definitely a shelf. Uh, I'm moving right now. I'm in the, so all my DVDs are in boxes except for this and like two other box sets of shows that I have sitting on my entertainment center so that I can, I can watch them whenever I need to. So, like yeah. You know, reach out to you for a podcast. <laughs> All right, and as I said at the top of the show, um, this is this was this brought to you by Patreon. Thanks to you people, you voted in our poll for last month, and you and this won with extra votes. So because of this, because we did we covered you. it because of yeah because of this yeah because of you does sound a lot better doesn't it because of you <laughs> this is what we covered. So thank you for voting Patreon and for little star you can vote in our Patreon and current month's poll is for horror movies. You get Nightmare on Elm Street, The Witch, Reanimator, or Poltergeist, the original one. Poltergeist. Yeah, whatever. Um, so you can go vote in the Patreon poll for little dollar. You can choose what we're going to cover. So <laughs> definitely go do that. And Carrie, where can people find you from? Find you. Hey, uh, so I am on Twitch, uh, Karooseta, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. I uh, play a lot of Dark Souls and also Dark Souls and some other Dark Souls games. And uh, <laughs> occasionally I go on my workshop and I film myself repairing and modifying video game consoles and things like that. So yeah, catch me on there. Just recently, well, not that recently, got affiliate status on there, so nice. I'm legit now. Legit. 
I need to get into Twitch one day. Yeah, making making literal pennies. But you're not gonna be legit, so I won't watch you. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I got enough following. I think if I did it on here, people would subscribe to me. Yeah, totally. You'd have to wear a shirt. Yeah, that too. But <laughs> we go eventually go live in the show. But also, and if so, and want to give a shout out to my my friend of the show or friend of co-host of the show sometime, Bill Tucker, who did the MCU with me, which is almost done at the time of hearing this. We got one left. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40, so definitely go check that out. It's a much more edited show than this show. <laughs> um, and so that's that's how I always put it, because he we we did one recording for like an hour, and I've been in three or four different episodes, because he's cut out, he cut that interview up and put it in different places. From that one recording. Yeah, he does really good. He, like, he does a lot of work. This I'm, is one episode, that's all you get. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I just record one conversation, edit, boom, put it out, but... He does a good job. Doesn't check him out. Want to give a shout out to her awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bulby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from ZP Bite the Bullet. Song the Cool Kids Squad. You will see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. Definitely go check him out. He makes video game music. Take a breath. No. And uh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Only audio, but we're on YouTube. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, and if you're looking for any old episodes you can't find, you're like, where are they? Because people do message me sometimes. Uh, just go on podbean.com or, pod, you know, search game my mom found or you'll you can see a link in the show notes. Uh, go, it has all the episodes or just Google as games my mom found podbean. You'll find us. It has all the episodes so you can download all the old episodes if you want to listen to them that aren't on iTunes or Stitcher because that only holds up to 100. So it's there. Just go find it that way. All right. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. See you later, see you later Space Cowboy. Ah! <laughs> ah, that was good. Good. <laughs>